Red Dice Diaries podcast, a rambling journey through the wonderful world of RPGs by a longtime GM and player. The music at the start of this podcast is Shinigami by Tarek, used under Creative Commons license. Apologies if my if my system goes a bit sort of wonky or I drop out at various points. It's probably because I've got this like video rendering in the background uh, as yeah. well. And I think my CPU is like tapping on the map like Percy. <laughs> Like, what dude <laughs> i said call it already Why do you hate me <laughs> that sort of thing but um yeah like i say i mean my sort of initial thoughts for the the collaboration that we're talking about doing for sort of like writing and producing a product was rather than doing something fantasy and and obviously as you know i'm like madly into like my fantasy like Alice mm. stuff um was to potentially do something more science fiction based and that's based in part because I've been really enjoying your Stars Without Number sort of yep. space hex crawl game. And I think there's potentially a lot of mileage in like a sort of space crawl or whatever, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think potentially the, the obviously the potential difficulty here is if you're going to do like a generic sort of fantasy sort of supplement, it's easy to sort of second guess what sort of stuff's going to be in like a generic fantasy world mm-hmm. so if you're like mm-hmm. oh there's probably going to be dwarves there's probably going to be elves there's probably going to be halflings there's going to be mostly humans there's going to be like evil orcs there's going to be yada 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 and it's dead easy to work out whereas i think sci-fi tends to be a little bit more sort of unique so you've got like your hard sci-fi you've got your space opera you've got yep. numerous sort of sub-genres in between there there's not sort of like a generic sci-fi in the same way there's like a generic mm-hmm. fantasy yeah and e- even if there is such a thing I-, I think it's still like well it doesn't really apply to the internet but like regional uh so like in in some cases it's it's going to be like the generic sci-fi is going to be star trek to some people and to some other people it's going to be star wars that's it exactly i mean in terms of like sort of osr games i would say the nearest to like generic sci-fi are obviously stars without number and then white star now Mm -hmm. stars stars without number has more of a sort of like an implied background to it Mm -hmm. than white star does but they're both sort of like at different ends of that that osr scale white stars it's based on like the swords and wizardry white box so it's very simple it's very bare bones pretty much like every sort of sci-fi trope you can think of is like thrown in there like that there's various antagonists like taking off like the daleks the cybermen mm-hmm. bits bits <laughs> out of star wars star trek loads of stuff like that all just chucked in that you can use in your game whereas i think stars of that number has more of like an implied setting and it's certainly got like a a richer history to the background of it yeah and it, it has like there's there's like a continuum of stuff because there's a whole other game actually called the other dust which is in the same universe oh right i didn't know that yep the the other dust is uh like a post-apocalyptic like uh wasteland society survival thing where like you're survivors in in the uh, post-apocalyptic earth like the actual earth in the stars without number universe and uh of course, you, like you get all kinds of mutations, and uh, there's like crazy robots and whatever uh, left over from because it's, it's in the same timeline. It, they have all the crazy technology that they used to have that we don't anymore in the the start of the number uh, setting that we're playing in, and uh, it, it's it's sort of like this. You could go all like Mad Max, uh, but it's also like 
there's rules for uh, like for your settlement to grow uh, when like you do stuff in the game. Okay, so the, the basic idea I was sort of half knocking around, and I've sort of posted some stuff about this to you on Facebook, is if we were sort of like for this supplement, if we were effectively like designing like a small sector of space that could mm-hmm. be dropped into other campaigns, I think that'd have a lot of use because obviously, like we've seen with like the um, the various like Hot Springs Island and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's a self-contained island that could easily be dropped into any fantasy campaign. I think the nearest sort of analogy would be like a small self-contained like sector of space mm-hmm. that you could just sort of like cut and paste into your map. Um, now the sort of rough idea I had at the minute was, if obviously we want like a, a sort of a shtick to encourage people to explore the sector and yep. sort of like get into you know, like you know your normal sort of dungeon crawling and your exploration and your stuff like that. Um, so I was thinking if we potentially had like a sector where it's largely unexplored, apart from maybe like two systems which are sort of like fully mapped out and you've maybe got like opposing forces in those two sectors, like opposite ends of the sector and then perhaps in the middle maybe you have like um, I, I don't know like a, an alien world or something that's like recently been discovered maybe like an explorer had some sort of like jump drive malfunction or something discovered this world they they managed to like come away with like a load of like weird alien tech but mm-hmm. like, they lost loads of people and they're like oh it's well dangerous we fought against this 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 and this but all the rest of us are like rich because we've got this alien mm-hmm. tech. I thought then yeah. about you know like the idea of a sort of sci-fi gold rush, whereas obviously the two systems nearby are like, well, you know, mm-hmm. we we want a piece of that sweet sweet alien tech and the gold that comes from it, or the credits or whatever. Yep, uh, I think like that that sort of. Uh, I, I've been thinking about this in terms of scale quite a bit. So, um, if we're looking at hot springs island and we should because it's an it's an absolutely awesome uh product that's true um and it addresses a lot of the things that we've talked about uh in in this uh this discussion but uh i was thinking we could uh, the way you set it up like that's absolutely an idea we could run with uh the other uh like scale thing that i had in mind was like we could do just a system uh like one system one or like however many stars whatever but it's a single system and uh uh, like when you condense it down uh you get a different feel uh obviously than the whole like oh we're jumping around in in Mm. space like doing doing that, that whole thing uh but uh i think i was leaning more towards this like maybe just do like a one system thing because then you can make it more of a pressure cooker thing but i think the um, the gold rush thing has a lot of legs especially if you because you you need something for uh like a starting point to get people running into the thing and I, i think uh the specific setup of oh there's this new thing uh that is obviously uh desirable in some way uh and then you put in like uh, i immediately started thinking about like uh uh because probably of the events of our such with a number game uh, i immediately started thinking about well there's obviously going to be like these two like mega corps and they're both like 
wait a minute, <laughs> there's something in the background. Uh, we're, we're gonna rush in there. So like you, you give them like two separate and distinct factions. Obviously, like you include a lot of detail and make them uh, uh, detailed, and um, then like that that can be your starting point. Like there's these two uh, powerful factions that want to go there and do X, and then you can start from that. Yeah, I really like the sound. Of that. I think that's a great idea. So I'm just gonna jot down so a single star system, sort of pressure cooker. Yeah, or like this, this um, like megacorp thing. This was in in relation to your like. There's a sector of space. Uh, I think in that instance, like we could just scale it up to like. There's a whole bunch of systems there, uh, but there's this one special one, and then uh, the megacorps are gonna yeah. go juggling for it. But uh, like you could scale it down to a system as well. Like yeah, whatever. I, I, I really love the idea of scaling it down to a system. And I think mostly like say most of the ideas I'm suggesting could easily mm -hmm. be fitted within that scale. Because I mean. I think it'd be a good idea to have like the thing that's been discovered be like obviously if it's a single system it's not going to be like oh we've discovered a new planet where did mm -hmm. that come from but yep. if it's like maybe like a previous planet where they thought oh it's just like a dead planet there's nothing special mm -hmm. about it then maybe someone's had to sort of like crash land there to like make emergency repairs they've, they've discovered like this buried civilization you know sort of John yeah. Carter or Mars style yeah. or whatever. They've come away with this alien tech. The, the couple of survivors are like rich beyond their wildest dreams. And like mm -hmm. you say, you've maybe got two planets which are like the sort of headquarters of these two mega corporations. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh yes, we would also like some of that pie. <laughs> so you've immediately got the conflict of like the two corporations and it gives like the players, like people they could potentially go and work for. Mm -hmm. um, so you can sort of like detail out the planets that belong to the corporations and the corporations themselves a bit. You obviously mm -hmm. got this dead world, which you can detail out. There's plenty of potential for like encounters and discovering stuff on there. And I think also we could put in like a number of generators. So, like, obviously, we're not going to define everything no, and all no. the worlds within this system. But I think if we put some generators in, where we're saying like, oh, if you need some ideas for like what these other planets are that we've not detailed, or for like mm -hmm. encounters that you might have while traveling through space. Mm -hmm. put those generators in there and that'll add extra value to the product and it'll mean that everyone running it even if they run it strictly out of the book they won't be having like exactly the same experience with it yeah and i, I think uh regarding generators i think uh like let's say we, we pick a number of planets to the system and that number is canon like that's the set number like these many planets exist and um, then you include a blurb of like what's true about that specific planet like the flavor of, of that specific planet like this is dagobah so it, it's going to be like a swamp world and then you include like uh the uh, you could then include uh, a generator for dagobah so uh like a how, what is the government like for your dagobah like is, is it like a just dead planet basically like there's some hermits and some weirdos there or is it is it an actual civilization uh, and if it is like what kind is it a theocracy is it is it uh like a some sort of <laughs> wild uh barbaric like clan-based society or something else entirely and then like do this for every every planet there yeah i think that's a great idea and uh, as we've said it means that there's a bit more variety about it and Although I think if you're going to run like a sort of setting that's pre-published, 
you have to have a bit of trust that your players aren't just going to buy the rules and like read that whole book mm-hmm. and then go, oh, I know everything that's going to happen there. Yeah. But this is a way of sort of getting around that because even if like one of your players has got this book, maybe for entirely sort of above board reasons, you know, maybe they've been playing it with someone else, maybe they're running mm-hmm. it with somebody else, it still means that like if someone goes, all right, I'm going to drop this this system and we're going to like add this into our game, you're not immediately going to be able to go, I know everything about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we we could even extend it to let's let, assuming we go with the idea of like this dead world that's like got this alien tech on it. We could even have like a a little table which defines like of the tech that's already been recovered and is known mm-hmm. about by like the first explorers. Have a little table mm-hmm. where it's like you roll on that to determine what it was they found. So it might be like oh they find strange new alien weapons like the mega corps are like trying to like mm-hmm. reverse engineer, or maybe they yep. found some like. Like in your game, maybe they found some like anti-agapic, you know, like some sort yeah. of fountain of youth drug. Yeah, yeah, we we actually found the fountain of youth <laughs> on this planet. Exactly. So I think that'd be a good good idea for a generator as well. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like the the bit like it's it's specific to like the first findings. Like this is what we came up with the first time, and now we're going in for the second hall or the third hall or whatever, and it, it might not be the same thing. Uh, going forward but this is where we start that's it i mean i always think it's cool when uh, and I, I did this recently in like the, the rose of west haven game that you guys were playing mm-hmm. when like the player characters aren't the first people to get there because it always mm-hmm. seems a bit weird to me like if you've got like a fantasy world full of adventurers or you've got like a a, a, a space system where like every, where there's loads of people moving about that like someone's not going to have come across that shit beforehand mm-hmm. it's like the, the players just like stroll in they're like oh completely undiscovered world it always seems a bit weird Whereas if you're like, oh, a few people have been there before and here's some like rumours that they've got from it and things they recovered, it mm-hmm. gives you like a bit of intel before you go in. And I also think, it, not more realistic because we're talking about like ridiculous sci-fi, but yeah. like it, it, it gives it sort of like a bit more flavour because you're like, all right, well, can, can we find out a bit more about it? Can, can we like prepare ourselves mm-hmm. before we go there rather than just sort of like bouncing in as the first people there and be like, right, we don't know anything that's going on here. Yeah, and I, I, like there's uh, a lot of material <laughs> in Stars with a Number that addresses just this thing. Like, the like whenever you introduce uh, uh, a thing in sci-fi which is untouched for millennia, there's probably a reason for that because people have lasers and rocket launchers and whatever. So if if someone can't get into like the ancient super tech bunker, that's probably because they died. <laughs> The, the defenses are insurmountable. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, one of the sort of things I've been inspired by in this is there's a, an adventure for Lamentations of the Flame Princess, which is called Broodmother Sky Fortress. Mm-hmm. And the, the basic idea of the adventure, for anyone who doesn't know, is it's this huge floating fortress populated by giants, but they're not like your standard giants. They're like these weird centaur creatures that are like half giant elephant and like half shark man. Mm-hmm. And the idea is, because it's like this floating sort of like fortress, you can like drop it into your campaign world. And the idea is, they just appear in your campaign world and they start traveling around and like destroying stuff in the floating fortress. The mm-hmm. idea being that your heroes get up there and you find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I liked about it is there's different ideas at the start where it's like, oh, 
what do these giants want? What actually are they? So you could say, like, oh, they're actually like demons. Oh, no, they're some like crazy creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just like a normal race that used to be like, they're like the last survivors of a race. And mm-hmm. each of those gives you like a bit of advice for like flavoring the adventure differently. It's not like a random table, but it's almost like GM advice. Like you can come up with your own ideas, but like here's a few things we've already thought of and that you might want to mm-hmm. take into account. So I think anything like that where you're, you're sort of adding repeat value to a supplement has got to be a good thing. I mean, that that's certainly something I think we could do with the with the supplement we're talking about. Whereas if if we're sort of like right, okay, it's a, a dead civilization that's like once lived on this planet. All that's left is like the ruins and bits of their tech. You could have like two, three, four pages where it's like, okay, what was this alien race like when it was like in its prime? Yep. And then you could have like four pages. Each one would like. Oh, maybe they're a warlike conqueror race, in which case you might want to like flavor it a bit like this. Or mm-hmm. maybe they're a peaceful race who were like wiped out by disease and they were frantically trying to discover a cure for it in the last days. And you can sort of like flavor it in different ways. Yeah. So I think that might be cool. Yep. For sure. Uh, I think for like we need to pick the uh, locales whether that's like planets or locations on the planets that we're gonna go into deeper detail uh because uh, i don't think we're gonna like detail like we were talking about there's gonna be like a generator for let's say like the swamp world but it's not gonna like give you everything it's it's gonna give you like this is the general like government type the people are like this and this is the weird thing about the planet or whatever uh, and this is the reason to go to the planet and that's it uh, but like for other stuff i imagine we're gonna want to go into deeper detail so how yeah. many do you think like obviously like the the main thing is that this one planet has something that nobody else has so these these corporations want to go there and claim it uh, so okay. that's one. Well, I think we're definitely going to have to define the two like sort of corporation worlds mm-hmm. a bit more. I mean, potentially yeah. not in exhaustive detail, but certainly in enough detail that you could just pick up the book and be like, all right, okay, I know what Corporation A is doing, and I know mm-hmm. what Corporation B is doing, and I know that if I like decide to work for them, the, the GM's got some like details on like the home world and what they want and why they want it sort of thing. Yeah. So I think yeah. I mean, there's definitely those three worlds, like the two corporate worlds and the dead alien world. So mm-hmm. I think one of the things we need to first think of is like how many actual planets do we want in total? So we've already got three, so we've got to have at least three. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking maybe a six or seven max, maybe eight. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, depends on like how many, like, uh, like do we want to include like the, the sort of like sci-fi stables uh, in, in in the in the sort of like planetary lineup? So do we want the the desert planet and do we want the uh, like ocean planet and the, the jungle planet? Or... Well, well, how about if we if we go for eight planets? How about we define four of them? So we've already got three: the dead alien world, the two corporate yeah. worlds, then. Perhaps if we have like a more sort of like neutral sort of like trade posty sort of mm-hmm. area, because then like you've got the option of like working for one or other of the corporations, but you've got mm-hmm. like a, a more sort of like neutral sort of like trade world. If you just want to like freebooter it and sort of like go your own way and do yeah. your own thing, you've got you're not going to be like oh my shit, we don't want to work for the corporates, but they're the only people who are like willing to pay for this shit. If you've got like your sort of pirate yeah. port or whatever, 
Yeah, you know, yeah. you like your hype is coming, Melanie. Yeah, on on that note, like, do we want to just like flat out say like this is the pirate world? Like these guys are pirates. Or uh... do, do, do you know what? Yeah, I'm up for it. Let's let's just fucking let's not yeah. even try and hide it. Let's just go for it. But yeah, like, yeah this yeah, is it's pirate like, world. These guys will take your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're uh, friendly with them yeah I mean uh, and that, that, that's potentially like a cool thing we could do where like obviously it's dangerous to trade there so you've got like you've got potential for like maybe like a random encounter table you know like every time you go and trade there roll a dice mm-hmm. to see if like something random happens or someone tries to hold you up or m- maybe they yeah. try and charge you extra taxes or whatever but by the fact mm-hmm. you're, you're trading there maybe you dodge some of like the consequences of trading with the corporates so they're like more reliable but maybe mm-hmm. they take a bigger cut yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of whatever you're I getting. think, I think definitely like this. This could be our chance to uh, take like the shadow run approach, where where you could just include like a chart for your uh, patron or client or whatever when you come in, come in with the haul, and you're like, well, this is yep, we agree on the price. Let's shake hands, and then you roll on the the table, and you see like what sort of nefarious stuff uh, your your client is gonna do. Like, are are they gonna short you? Are they gonna just like Cut and run, or whatever. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. I've decided that as a note on the random generators bit. And then for the corporates, of, of like you, you could just play with uh, taxes all day. Like they, they just add on like the administrative costs just keep piling up, and you're like, what the shit? <laughs> I mean, one other thing I was thinking of, if we're talking about having like a random generator, so it's like roll randomly to determine what sort of tech was originally recovered from the dead alien world D- mm-hmm. do we want to have that then like flavor what these mega corporations are about so perhaps we sort of like we define both of the two mega corporations we give like mm-hmm. a bit of a blurb about them but then like let's say you roll and it's like medical supplies that were mm-hmm. re- recovered from there it might then say like oh corporation a wants to get their hands on these because they've got lots of wealthy clientele who like want to live mm-hmm. forever so they're trying to get it in for them whereas you might say like, and corporation b they want to get hold of it because their system's recently been hit by a plague and they think this mm-hmm. this um these medicines might be able to help like cure their citizens and then you could have like two entirely different reasons like if it's like weapons tech they've discovered mm-hmm. or something like that yep yep that's not cool uh i like the idea of the random element being the uh, the nature of the discovered alien tech, and then having the corporations defined, and then like justify their presence uh, for each of the uh, discovery types. I think that's that's pretty cool because then you get the uh, like we, we can have this like military dudes like if we decide that corporation a is like a, a pmc uh type uh, corporation and uh the discovered tech is is like they discovered world peace <laughs> it's, it's in there <laughs> <laughs> and then like we can come up with crazy and interesting ideas for why these these people whose business is war are here like are they gonna try to take the technology and destroy it are they gonna like use it and then actually sell peace (laughs) okay so i think if we're gonna go that way i think like after the sort of initial blurb you know this is what the supplement's for yada 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 Mm -hmm. that the the first thing we should have is like a little explanation that like this why this um this dead planet was like originally discovered uh the, the group that went there and then have this random table because it sounds like 
whatever you roll on there is going to have like a knock-on effect to a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that should be like one of the first things where it's like, right, the the, the crew of the like USS whatever mm-hmm. crash landed on this world. A load of them were killed, but they managed to escape with some valuable technology. Either pick or roll on this list, mm-hmm. and then in everything later on, it'll be like, oh, if you roll this result, you might want to think about this. If you roll that result, you might want to think about this. Mm-hmm. So I think that should be one of the first things. Yeah. Just note that down. Okay, so I think we've got a fairly good idea of the sort of stuff we're potentially going to be doing. Um, I, I think one thing potentially left to discuss is in terms of this, this sort of dead alien world where the tech is, obviously that's going to be like a focus of exploration. That's like the dungeon crawl in this sort of bit. That's where people are going. To, a lot of people are going to be going trying to get this alien tech. So how much detail do we want to cover that alien world in? Are we talking like we're going to be like full ball, like here's a world map, here's encounters that are mapped out? Or are we talking like, oh, here's a few generators to like determine like what the major dangers are on this world, you know, how many settlements there are? I think, uh, I think maps are cool. So I think we definitely should have a map of some kind. Uh, what that is, though, I don't, I don't know right now. It could be like this is, this is like site of first discovery or whatever, and then like you put on uh, corporation settlement A and corporation settlement B, uh, because like both will uh, be there, obviously, like, trying to get this stuff, uh, and then like you sprinkle some like uh, uh, sites of interest there. I'll tell you what we could do. I mean, I think that's a great idea, but I'll tell you what we could do. Um, we could do the map as one of those, like, drop dice charts. Mm-hmm. You know, where, like, mm-hmm. you, you say, yeah. like, oh, um, you roll, uh, but for each corporation, you roll sort of a D4 or whatever to determine, like, how many, like, dig sites they've got on the planet. Then, mm-hmm. say, say you roll two, you, you pick up two dice, you drop them on the chart, and where they fall on, like, the hex map, that's where their things are. And you can do the same where you go, all right, there's there's d8 or whatever area areas of potential interest the gm mm-hmm. like drops that number of dice on the thing and he notes them on his map so he's almost like building up their own sort of personal map mm-hmm. of the planet so we just give like a, a generic map of like this is the terrain and then the mm-hmm. gm's like using these drop dice things or their own personal choice is filling in like the areas of interest mm-hmm. on the map mm-hmm and for the areas of interest, I think that's that's where we can go like whole hog with the generators, um, like ranging from like yeah, these people like came to this planet looking for a better future, whatever, whatever, but they ended up not getting that. Like they don't work for the co- corporations, and they're sort of like yeah. in this like weird like limbo state where they're like settlers on this dead planet that nobody owns yet. And like these, this uh, sort of like weird, weird uh, settlements of people who just are there trying to survive and whatever. And then you go into like this is an uh, undiscovered site of uh, nature X or Y, 
and uh, like crash landed spaceships. Like you, you could do the whole thing uh, with uh, like generators for uh, sites of interest, which I think would be quite interesting and useful as well. And obviously, like the 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 main deal because we're proposing like a some sort of a dungeon crawl with this right because there's the ruins there and then the point is like corporations will pay you and pirates as well to go in there and get the stuff yeah uh, i i think uh like we we need a an engine for that sort of content well so like an, an engine for like helping to design like the dungeon maps or yeah yeah like <laughs> To design, I don't know, like, do you make an engine for designing dungeons or, uh, like, bits of dungeons that you can then, like, string together however you want? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose you could, ha like you say, you could have a, a generator where it's, like, your roles or whatever method we choose, it sort of, like, determines, like, the chunks, effectively, of, like, little mini-maps you pick. So you might say, mm -hmm. oh, what? I'm picking like D6 of these little map chunks. You roll to mm -hmm. determine which ones it is, and then you just sort of like assemble them together to make your mm -hmm. own your own sort yep. of version of like whatever area of interest you've discovered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously, like this sort of content will require quite a lot of thought mm. <laughs> before before it's worth it. But that's that's where the heavy lifting is, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I certainly think um, the sort of actual mapping of like the dead alien world will probably be one of the sort of later bits we do because, like you say, that's going to be a lot of the the heavy lifting. But I think potentially before we get to that, we could have like a lot of the other stuff sorted out, and then or, then we could sort of like, focus both of our attentions on that final bit because that's probably going to take up like a fairly big chunk of the book, mm -hmm. to be honest. Yeah. Also, uh, something that came to our mind because if we were, if we are aping something, we we could we might as well ape Hot Springs Island because <laughs> yeah, it's a quality it, product. Yeah, uh, do we want to have like these sorts of Hot Springs Island esque, like almost like storylines, like running in the background uh, with like important NPCs in the world with their agendas and things that they want uh, while like the the point of the the adventure or the game here would be like you go there and you do cool and weird and dangerous stuff but also like there's while you're doing that uh, like you could just go talk to this guy who is uh, like the <laughs> wannabe dictator of this new planet and they, they have a, a scheme <laughs> that you could participate in yeah one of the things it might be cool to do is like for each of the sort of elements of the setting so like the mega corpse the pirate world stuff mm -hmm. like that maybe have like one or two npcs where you have like a sort of write-up of the NPC, so you've got like a face to go with that sort of element so mm -hmm. obviously you'd have your blurb like corporation a is yada 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 then you might have like uh on the next page you might have like a, a person who's like uh in charge of their like acquisitions department mm -hmm. or, or whatever and you could have mm -hmm. like a, a little blurb about them and obviously their goals might be a little bit different to the company goals as a whole mm -hmm. and you know obviously we're gonna have to be a little bit general because we, we can't be too specific because sci-fi different technology mm -hmm. and stuff like that 
but you could sort of give like a broad idea of what resources they've got, you know, what their aims are, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I say for your pirate world, you, you might have perhaps like the, the captain of like a local pirate ship who's out there, you know, trying to like rob stuff off other people, but like calls in at this pirate port to like make repairs and whatever. Then mm-hmm. in the in like the sort of random space travel encounter thing, you actually have one of the things be like, oh, you've encountered him and his ship, mm-hmm. and yep. like, that either like and how that plays out will be down to you, like in the encounter. But the the GM will be able to refer back to the blurb of like, oh, I know it's um, Captain So and So's ship. I've got like a write up of him there and like a rough guide to his ship. Obviously, they mm-hmm. can like choose the stats for the ship as appropriate for their system, mm-hmm. but they know sort of like what that guy's goals are and what motivates and drives him. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I wrote that down. Yeah, and I think like a lot of these people should be individuals of significance of the level of like this guy is like the pirate king or whatever. Like he's he's Long John Silver here uh, on the ship, and uh, like you, because it it makes it more uh, I think interesting when it's like oh this is this is like the pirate guy instead of oh it's a pirate guy. Yeah, I think I think it's very. I entirely agree with you. I think it's fun as a player. Like you say, if you get to mix with people who obviously have a bit of clout behind them, it's not just like oh, mm-hmm. I've run into like Joe the pirate who like occasionally mm-hmm. like robs some stuff off ships. Like you say, if you, whereas if you run into like some flamboyant guy who's calling himself the pirate king and he's mm-hmm. got like, some ridiculously like <laughs> pimped out ship, then that's a, a far more entertaining encounter from the get go. And mm-hmm. the, the same like if you if you meet someone from an evil corporation. If you run into like some corrupt noble whose like family is old money and they work for this corporation and they sort of roll it with an iron fist, it's far more entertaining than if you bump into like Bob the clerk who like mm-hmm. transfers like money between their accounts. Yeah, so, the yeah. <laughs> Bob the accountant, <laughs> yeah, random so. encounter extraordinaire. So yeah, I entirely agree. I think whatever NPCs we should we produce should be like these are NPCs of significance because I think every. Every GM worth of salt is more than capable of, like, if the players like, I want to speak to, like, some random, like, Joe Schmo mm-hmm. pirate or accountant. A- any GM worth of salt can be like, yeah, boom, here's, a, here's like, a random NPC to speak mm-hmm. to. Whereas yeah. I-, I think it'd be good to have those sort of, like, um, almost like iconic sort of NPCs there to refer back to if you're the GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's... It's it's setting building in the fact that like yeah we, we can we can write uh, like the, the thing for the pirate king and just include like a list of things that are rumors about him like he he has a secret like world ending weapon like a an apocalyptic weapon which is the reason why the corporations leave the pirate world alone because the, there's this dude with the the red button right or like he he is uh, on his crew there is an actual like a sorceress <laughs> that's his that's his source of power or whatever and they plan to like take over uh the entire uh system or whatever yeah uh, I, I i love that and i think uh, i think there's slightly more sort of like gonzo for one of a better term elements mm-hmm. I, I, I always find them really enjoyable when they're included in a book so like you said like if you you've got like a random room where they're like oh the, the, the pirate king's got like an evil sorceress who can like bewitch people or whatever mm-hmm. and that, that's why everyone's scared to approach him now I, I love that and i'll be quite happy to like run it run a sci-fi game and be like yeah boom there's a sorceress there no mm-hmm. problems but again because it's just a rumor if you're a gm and you're like 
I'm not, I'm not down with that, like, magic or, like, psychic yeah. shazamery. You can easily just be like, oh, it's, it's just, like, a rumour. It's just, like, a scare story that, like, pe- he, maybe he's put about to, like, mm-hmm. stop people yeah. opposing him. So it gives the GM a lot of leeway to sort of, like, play with it. Yeah, and, and ideas, uh, which is yeah. the thing that I, I really loved about some of the products where, that come out with, like, oh, yeah, they, they say that this guy is X, Y, and Z. And then you're like, ooh, that, that sounds interesting. Like, I, I want to I wanna play with that. Yeah, and that's a really good idea. Yeah. And uh, obviously, like, you can, you can flavor that to because we're i think leaning towards like system neutral ish or like generally like d20 leaning yeah i mean i I think i think one of the best approaches would be like say try and keep it system neutral so we're not talking about having loads of stats for like npcs Mm -hmm. because i think if if you've got like someone who's like oh we've got this guy who's the pirate king you've got all his description in his background and roughly what resources he has access to it's not difficult to go like oh i'm running I'm running stars of that number. I'll look up the stats for like a pirate captain and just mm-hmm. like stick them onto it. And I don't think a lot's going to be gained by like having like reams of stats for different games for each NPC. Yeah. yeah. But um, I do think one thing we'll have to like probably put in the blurb at the start is like there's a number of concepts where we're going to have to sort of talk about them in like a general fashion. So like if you're talking about um, people who are like traveling generally in space outside the sector, you might have to like mention like hyperdrives or whatever. But mm-hmm. obviously, you have to say in the blurb at the start. Like, if your if your game system doesn't use hyperdrives or they have like spike drives, or, like stars with that mm-hmm. number or whatever, obviously you'll have to like flavor that for the specifics yeah. of your own campaign. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be uh, along with like yeah, our lasers. Uh, like we talk about lasers, but they they could be either like the beams or like the blasters from Star Wars. Uh, like you, it's basically going to be up to the whoever is running the game who picks up this thing to actually like get the details right because we can't <laughs> we can't get the details right. That's it. I mean, just as an example, if we're talking about this pirate king and we're like, oh, on board his ship, he's got like thirty men all armed with like pulse rifles that he sends out onto ships that they board to like mm-hmm. steal all their stuff. You're just gonna have to say that like, well, we've put pulse rifles, but like, if you don't have them in your game, you you can easily switch it for like blaster rifles if you're doing mm-hmm. Star Wars, laser rifles if you're doing something else. You pick whatever sort of rifle style weapon you have in your game and go, right, they've got them instead. Yeah. Yep. Go. Okay. <laughs> Right, so I think I think we've got a good sort of starting point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and obviously we've got the Google Docs set up. I think what we need to sort of potentially work out now is what do we want to start working on first. So I'm just going to put another title in here. Yeah, so like I say, how do, how do we want to split it and what do we want to start working on first? Mm, let's see, let's see. I think for a starting point, we should probably... I don't think the order really matters for getting the like the starting flavors for the tech. That That's probably one. And then uh, the corporations, because they're the big pieces of the framework 
yeah, I mean, I think potentially we, we've got the like the blurb, which isn't going to take a great deal of writing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm happy to do that. I'm sure you could do it as well, mm-hmm. whichever of us. And then, then, like you say, we've got the we've got the sort of the initial random generator, which we're talking about putting first, which is going to be like what's been discovered mm-hmm. on this alien planet, which we, we could easily come up with like a document for both of us, like throw ideas onto that mm-hmm. and then sort of pare mm-hmm. it down to like whatever we think's appropriate. Yeah. And, and then potentially if we split like the two corporations and like the pirate world mm-hmm. between us and we each sort of like do a bit of that, I think they're going to be like, they're like the three sort of main like power blocks. If you want to see it like that, mm-hmm in the yep. setting so they're gonna need a bit of like care and attention at the start yeah uh, just to like allow us to do a lot of the rest of the stuff yeah because we we can't really get into like the big meaty uh like points of interest generators until we know who's there so mm-hmm. Okay, so if I go with writing the blurb, because I don't think that'll take a lot of time, mm-hmm. and get something that, done for that, if we, if like I say, if we have like a document and we chuck ideas on it for like the initial alien discovery, then we can sort of like discuss that between ourselves and what we want to keep, what we want to take out. Yeah, I, I think that that should be like to start with, just like you said, like a doc, and then we both just spew in stuff, and then we we figured that out. Uh, afterwards okay then if we if we split the corporations like you sort of like think about one I'll think about yep. one so put you down for corporation A put me down for corporation B and then how, how do you want to split like sort of working on the pirate world uh, hmm like do we have uh, do we want to have factions inside the pirates or do we do we want to ride with the whole like yeah there's this this legend of the pirate king and that that that's it <laughs> or do we want to have uh there's the pirate king and also this other faction that sort of like challenges the king i i think what it might be best to do is if we go for like having the sort of like the pirate king is like the main faction because mm-hmm. he because like, obviously he's the pirate king because he's united a lot of the pirates like behind his mm-hmm. banner and then we effectively say, like, oh, there are other pirates, like sort of like freebooters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But potentially we we could maybe like in- include like a couple of like mini write-ups as like examples, mm-hmm. but we like don't cover them in exhaustive detail. So each GM can like tweak that to their their own campaign particulars. It... Oh, oh, I we we, we could uh, just go with the whole like this is straight from uh, uh, what's it called Black Sails. All right, yeah. So, like, we, we have the, the king, and he has a ship, his crew, that's his, like, uh, regular group. And then, obviously, like, he is the king, so he has some political power for some reason. Uh, he has been able to unite uh, most of the, the pirates. And then uh, you list, like, these are, like, example crews that exist. In, inside the pirates so like this is the uh, fucking Jolly Roger crew 
and this is what they are like, what they think about the king, uh, where they are, like what are they doing, and uh, like just have like a whole bunch of those, and then like these all comprise the the pirate faction, and uh, like in their in, in the list, like you could just have like yeah these these guys are not following the king, <laughs> like these crews do not care about the king at all, so they they will probably not be friendly uh, if you go about with the king's business. Yeah, that's cool, and because um, obviously potentially as well as sort of working for the corpse or going your own way, maybe depending on what sort of campaign people are running, maybe they want to throw in with like either the pirate king or one of these smaller crews because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we want to try and like build ourselves up. Maybe they want to try and like become like the new pirate king or whatever. Yeah, they they just go like, we are a crew, and we're here <laughs> to uh, shoot and loot. Yep. Um, I, I guess like we could just split it like you come up with some crews, I come up with other crews, and then uh, we we figure out how many we want. Okay. I'd say at least like a dozen to start with. So like six each, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Okay. Then perhaps once we've done that, maybe we we either want to pick one of those to like elevate to like yeah this this is the pirate king and we sort of write yeah. it up in more detail, yeah. or or we look if we look at those twelve and like oh none of them are really suitable we'll just get together and be like right we're right like a thirteenth and that's going to be mm-hmm. the pirate king, yeah okay. Mm. Cool, so it looks like a writing order at the minute is I'm going to write the blurb, um, uh-huh. the random table for the initial alien discovery. We're going to put a Google Doc. We're both going to chuck ideas up on that, and we'll chat about that and then sort of pare it down or add to it as we see fit. Yeah. Um, we're both going to each work on a the, the write-up of a corporation. Then we're each going to come up with like six of these sort of sample pirate crews. Once we've uh-huh. got like the 12 done, we'll then pick one of those that we think yeah this would be good for the pirate king and we'll sort of like add on to that and expand on it or we'll go we, we want to keep all of these as little ones and then we'll like sort of collaborate together to create like an extra one which is going to be like the big pirate king blurb yeah cool well, i think that's a a good sort of working order to start with and uh, in terms of sort of like sharing information i'd suggest it might be a good idea for like each of these each of these sort of articles we're doing, if we had like a Google Doc for each of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure. so like if I, if I sort of, um, I'll stick this Google Doc that we're looking on now. If I stick it in a folder, then mm-hmm. I create like other documents, like one for each of these things we're talking yeah. about. Obviously, I'll I'll give you all the links and whatever, mm-hmm. and sort of share the folder with you, so you can go on it. And we'll be able to see where each other's up to with the respective writings. Yep. And obviously, there's the comment feature, so like. If like one of us is writing something, the other's like, "Oh, I thought it was a cool idea." You can sort of stick mm-hmm. it on as a comment. Yep, yep. Sounds like a plan. Sweet. Should we make like a separate like Facebook group for this, or do do we just want to operate through the uh, Google folder? I think it might be a good idea to like create a separate Facebook group for it. I'll I'll make a note, and like once we finish this, I'll uh, I'll set that up and like stick us both in it. Yeah. 
Of course, we haven't, we haven't discussed the most important thing yet. What we're going to call the name? it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, potentially, obviously, we can. We just need like a placeholder name at the minute, because like we, mm -hmm. depending on as we're going along, we might think of something better, or we might come up with a much better name near the end. Mm -hmm. So I assume we need a sort of like a placeholder name at the moment. Uh, like there's, uh, I've had a ton of terrible puns in my head <laughs> throughout this whole discussion. Hey, hey, it's, it's just a placeholder name, man. So pun, <laughs> yeah. pun me up. I, I mean, like hostile takeover is obviously one because they're like, <laughs> <laughs> there's two corporations and a ton of pirates. So, uh, so that's one. Uh, I thought because we have like twelve crews of the pirates, so it's like dirty dozen. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm. I think perhaps we should go for a, a placeholder name that maybe like speaks more to like the the whole sort of like dead like alien world because obviously mm -hmm. that's like the main shtick for like why people care about this system. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, for the Facebook group, I can just call it like Dead World or something and like stick that on as a placeholder. But yeah. uh... Though Dead World is the... No, it's Dead Planet. Yeah, Dead World is, is fine. Dead Planet is the, the mothership adventure. Okay, yeah, I'll, st let, I'll let's stick just Dead go World with, for like, now. Dead Planet TM <laughs> for, for now. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, um, I'll stick like Dead World as like the Facebook group name, but obviously mm -hmm. we'll... we'll We'll change that as we yeah we'll, we'll like, workshop it yeah we'll, so that, that's something that like we're going to need to see what, once it sort of starts taking form and shaping up what mm -hmm. we actually want to call it and depending on the various leanings of the actual writing mm -hmm. obviously like i i tend heavily towards like yeah let's take a piece of a poem <laughs> and, yeah and call it that no i'm done with that yeah we'll, we'll have to see because it obviously like the the flavor and the nature of the thing is going to change while we work on it. So, yeah, of course. One of the other things to, to talk about is obviously we when we're both going to be working on one of these corporations. Presumably, mm -hmm. we want the write-up to have some form of like consistent sort of layout. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think potentially we're going to. It might be an idea for us um, if we start work. Like I said, I'll start work on the blurb. If we start mm -hmm. work on the like the random table for like the initial discovery, just like chucking ideas on this document, mm -hmm. then when we actually get to a point where like right, we've done those, we're now going to mm -hmm. start on the corporation. It might be an idea for us to have a bit of a chat again and yeah. dis describe like right, what are we going to want to include and sort of set set that like almost like a template document, yep. which yep, we can then sure. just go right. We've both got a copy of this. There's a copy there for the pirates, and then we know like however we work on it it's going to like be in reasonably the same format because mm -hmm. trying to sort of like change the format and the stuff that's been written after it's been done is an absolute mm -hmm. nightmare mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep for sure cool well I think, that, I think that pretty much sorts it out and it gives us an idea of what we can work on so after this um after we finish this zoom chat i'm going to create a facebook group which i'll stick the two of us in i'll put a like a pinned post with like a link to all the documents in there i'm going to create a google doc folder for having all of the documents that we're going to be working on including the the one that i've been pasting ideas into while we've been talking about it on here um i'll start work on the blurb probably in the next sort of like couple of days and mm -hmm. we'll have it we'll have a doc set up for like just drop 
ideas in here for like the the random table of mm -hmm. the initial alien discovery and once we've got i don't know maybe like a, a dozen or so yeah we'll then sort of have, have a bit more we'll have another one of these chats we'll talk about how we want to sort of pare that down or expand upon it mm -hmm. and in that same chat we can also then say right how do we want to format the templates for like the two corps and the pirate world mm -hmm. I, I almost want because it's 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 a big thing for this setting uh, i almost kind of want like a d20 roll table for the like what did they find to begin okay. with, I don't know. I don't know if that's too much, but I, I kind of want that. But like a D twelve, uh, also good. Well, uh, well, I think I agree. Obviously, the, the more ideas we can come up with for this, like potentially the better, and the more mileage there's going to be in the product. Um, mm -hmm. I think what we need to do is, like, I say, start firing, dropping ideas onto this Google Doc when I've created it, and then mm -hmm. if we if we like blast out like twenty straight away, and we're like, boom, no problem. Mm -hmm. That, that's yeah, great yeah we'll yeah. just go with it if, if we can only come up with like 12 or we think oh, maybe some of these are a bit similar and they could just be like amalgamated we'll mm -hmm. then sort of look at it but I, I agree i think i think at least sort of like 8 to 12 would be like the minimum mm -hmm. yeah for sure like d6 is way too low for this yeah the, 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 there's, there's not enough on a d6 i think yeah. sort of like 8 would be absolute minimum yeah like I'd, I'd be more comfortable with 12 and i like say if we can get to like a d20 table mm -hmm. although mm -hmm. I, I know because i've done like random tables like writing a d20 table can be like a, a bit yeah. of a hard slog when you get to 15 and you're like <sighs> yeah and then you just like start <laughs> scraping the bottom yeah so yeah. i think if we aim for sort of 8 to 12 mm -hmm. and then if we get to 12 and we're like yeah we've still got loads of ideas then try mm -hmm. and like push it on to like get yeah. another eight and like make it up to a d20 yeah reach for the stars that's it exactly and i think uh, on those closing words i think that's uh, a good place to stop the recording very much so so that's it for this episode if you have any questions or suggestions for things you'd like to see in the podcast in future please either email them to reddicediaries at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail at anchor until i see you next time whenever you're playing take care and enjoy yourself mm -hmm.